Good morning. Wow. Resume down. I look so small. Love that for me. <laughs> like a peanut head. Every time I see small heads, I honestly always think of Asha. I need to see him live. You got a small head? He's got such a small head. Yeah. He's got such a bean head. It's just a small. Mm. But it's, in a way, it's proportionate to his body, I guess. But it still stands out to me as a small head. We got Asha anyway. Oh, maybe not. Anyway, big up everybody. Morning, people. It is Wednesday, the fourteenth. Maybe. Fred, please. You are hilarious. It's Valentine's Day. Okay, the day of love. But morning, people. It is Wednesday, the fourteenth of February. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, what happened? Not the damn Ferreros, love. Thank you. Oh. Love Ferrero. Oh, we thank God for your life. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Brent. What? Let me see. Let me Brent. see. Okay. Brent. What, babe? Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's really sweet, Brent. You. Thank you. That's so cute. But happy Valentine's Day, guys. It would be my grandma's birthday as well. She's a Valentine baby. Oh. My forever Valentine. Um, happy Valentine's Day to grandma. She's in heaven. Of course, yeah. She's okay. Yeah. I just didn't know if they do all of that stuff. All that fornicating stuff up there. <laughs> <laughs> I just think the day will last. Y'all are nasty. And that's why the strike is on from 6 p.m. You to be traveling. Anyway, morning, you guys. Um, you are tuned into TDA the day after, your favorite news platform and the home of popular culture as defined by the culture. And as always, I am... Um, I just realised what I did. What did you do? Oh, did you tell the camera was on? <laughs> <laughs> I could have done that in quiet. Never mind. I honestly just You're remembered so it. That's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. Though. That's going to stick. I like that. I like, I like that reference. <laughs> I have to talk oh, about that. That's crazy. So funny, but... <laughs> but as always, the one you love to hate Oh, it's a day of love, so I'll, I'll drop that. The mm-hmm. one you love to love, all right? Um, your favourite shade queen. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Unless some of them are shaking in their boots at the moment. <laughs> 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 always, always, always my own royalty. And they call me Iman, the pro-black activist, TDA producer and news analyst. And of course, the melanin is jam-packed. Always, man. Always. I had a nightmare, you know, on the day of love. Imagine, that's mm-hmm. how it ended Valentine's Day. I had a nightmare that I had another allergy and my face because why does all my allergies always attack my face? <laughs> <laughs> the enemy is working. I had, a, I had a nightmare that I had some kind of allergy to something. I can't remember what it was. Mm. It was like a product or something. So I'm not trying anything new, essentially. But do you know sometimes your dreams are to tell you what could happen in the future? Mm. It was horrible. I looked like a monster. And I literally, when I say I woke up on my sleep, and put my camera on in the dark on Snapchat <laughs> with the flash. Cause I know you're lying. There's no way I look how you think, how I thought I looked in my dream. Thank God, obviously I'm here. Live and well, pretty and whatnot. But I was so scared. I've had an allergy mm. age in, since last year. My last yeah, my last one was last year, January. Oh, so that wasn't your first one? <laughs> no. You've had stuff like similar. So what year are we in? 2024. Mm-hmm. So 2022. 
actually that wasn't my face though that was mm. more my body and I, I honestly prayed to God to die I was just over it that was when I was allergic to um, a seafood pasta I had mm. nearly took me out like the pain was on I've never felt pain like that in my life pain it was with, the, what in your stomach in my stomach it was like my it was like my it was Seriously? like my insides were being squeezed like being oh my God, it was the worst pain I, was, I couldn't stand up straight I literally was just in floods of tears mm. and I get period pains every month that's really bad that puts me to tears but that pain it was the worst like I went to A&E like it was just the worst thing I'd ever experienced in my life and then so that happened until I knew I was going to go through something even worse because I, I thought it was food poisoning I didn't realise it, it was an allergy or an intolerance so I had a pastor again last year mm. but from a different establishment this time mm. that was when I cried to God I said I don't even mind coming home Mm. That pain was bad. It was, and I threw up so much that it was like I was throwing up. Um, what is it? Bile, you know, the mm. thing that helps your food digest. Yeah, yeah. Like I, my mom was like, you, like she. It was terrible. It was so bad, wow. and it was so bad. I threw up so much because you know when you throw up. It's like your, mm-hmm. it's like your body suctioning. My, I couldn't touch my stomach like for mm. days, as in just touch it sore. because it was so sore. It felt like I'd done the worst ab session mm. for two hours straight. Wow, I haven't had pasta since. It's just, I just can't. It was horrible. So then the January one I had last year, that was to do with a beauty treatment that made my face look like. And then you know what? Because on iPhone, on iPhone, you have like memories come up, like photo memories and stuff. Mm. My phone is so rude. <laughs> because <laughs> I would just unlock my phone and I just mm. see my swollen face there. And I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you do that to me? <laughs> but that one nearly took me out as well. Because I didn't realise my, cl- my throat was closing up. Wow. And that was because this is why it's good sometimes. And obviously, I know it's a blessing because not many people have that. But to know someone who's a doctor, because mm-hmm. the lady in my church, she's a doctor. So I messaged her and she was like, get yourself to A&E now. Tell yeah. them this is what you need. She's like, you need to be on steroids ASAP. But I didn't realize my throat was closing up. And, yeah. and it just felt like, and I think because it was happening, it was a slow reaction. Mm-hmm. So because my mouth felt small, mm. but I didn't realize because my tongue was getting bigger. So my tongue was swelling up. That's crazy. And then when I was sleeping... Cause like, it's like I had like a lump here as well, but it was resting on my windpipe. Mm. So she was like, had you not messaged me? She's like, if you had gone to sleep again tonight. God forbid. Kai, because I wanted to do facial peel. <laughs> and then the girl gaslit me to say that it wasn't, wasn't it there. wasn't that as well. And it wasn't, you know, it was just, this is normal side effects. I said, I said no, I'm on steroids. What do you mean the side effects? <laughs> but I, I reported, I had to report her to the board. as in the, the managing board that do the... Mm. Skin that managed that skincare treatment, and they were just like, "No, you're, you're literally having an episode. This is." They literally called her, and uh, it was a whole thing. She just sued her, really. But hmm. what is that? It's pointless. Like, why, why ask the people? Because obviously they asked you before. Like, yeah. have you any allergic reactions? This and the third. You told them everything, and then. And then exactly, but you know what's so crazy though? This is why A and E work. Sometimes you, when people talk about advocating for yourself and being, like I went to A and E three times, you know. And they kept saying to me, oh, it's fine. One of the doctors said to me to take um, antihistamine. Mm-hmm. I said, that doesn't work. I said, that's not even strong enough for my hay fever. Mm. And my face is literally swelling up. And you're, I don't look how I looked an hour ago. And you're going to tell me that this is... I went to a three times. The third time I went there was when I went with what the, my, the lady from my um, church told me to say. Mm. Otherwise, Lord knows, I they would have been like, oh, no, it's fine. Just go back home. Every time I went back home... And went back. I looked even significantly different. And because I kept taking pictures by the hour, mm-hmm. I was just seeing like yeah. the progression. I was like, and they're telling me 
I'm fine. I said, nah, you're being silly. I said, this is what I looked like yesterday. And this is what I look like right now. And you're telling me this is okay. But it's weird because you start to get used to how you're looking. <laughs> because I couldn't <laughs> tell it was so up. And my mum would be like, no, Esther's going worse. Yeah, yeah. Then I have to look at the pictures. And my sister would be like, no, it's gotten even worse kind of thing. It was, it was scary, man. It was actually horrible. Of course, my biggest fear was my face going to look. <laughs> is it gonna deflate and go back to what it was for a while my my, my face was a bit, still a bit puffy like I had puff puff <laughs> but thank god man so anyways mm. I'm not trying to look how long social I'm not trying anything new ever again don't blame me man whatever I've tried and I've discovered at my tender age mm-hmm. that's what I'm running with that's enough <laughs> that's enough <laughs> it's bloody enough <laughs> but yeah so I had that nightmare but I'm good there otherwise how are you guys doing yeah we're good man you know just I'm here Thank God. Love that. You know what I'm saying? Brent. Good morning, Gin and Jisk. Good morning, Priz. Good morning. Sorry, Gin and Jisk. Oh, wait a minute. Didn't she say she's coming here on Monday? Yeah. Coming where? Here. To the show? She made a whole thing. Oh, I didn't I've know got, this. That, well, no, 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 no. She didn't come. The Monday that's gone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't know she was saying she was No, she come. said it on Friday. Okay. On She's like, oh, yeah, I've, got, I've got a day off on Monday. She even she seasoned it. Can you imagine? That's fine. Lie to the people. Can you imagine? She thought because the camera was not on, I wasn't going to be on camera, girl. Good morning, Davina. Um, Big up, Davina. Praying for you and the Baba. Good morning, Charles. She's at home now, right? No. You said the baby had to go back. Oh, did they? Oh. Sending you love, Davina. Good morning, Charles Mack. Good morning, Amy Snow Globe. Good morning, Crud Crew. Good morning, Pal Wow. Good morning, Everest. Good morning, Ruby Wednesday. Good morning, IMB. Good morning, Babiel. Um, now I know that that actually says his name, but in okay. his um his language, I think Am- Amharic. Mm. I think he's from Ethiopia or Eritrea. I want to believe so. Yeah, nice. Yeah, 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 it's a beautiful um language. Good morning, <coughs> Mercy Prestige. Good morning, Christy. Yeah, we. Good morning, Izzy Bambino. Good morning, Timmy, King of Bui. Good morning, so, Dr. Nice Mani. Good morning, morning Dr. Mani. Ed. Good morning, S. Uh, Esther's favorite SLM eighty six. Good morning, sorry. Good morning, Purple Hells. Good morning, Tijoki. Good morning, Alexander. Good morning, T. Good morning, Kevin Thompson. Long time no see, brother. Good morning, Tracy. Good. Where's, where's um, where's Tracy M? Have you checked up on her? Um. Yeah, she's come back, man. Mm. You have not checked up on her, have you? She's come back. They said that with conviction. <laughs> she said, yeah. I need to call her. I like, he she... assumed that's what she would say when he does <laughs> well, contact she's, her. She's all right. <laughs> well, she ain't going to do something. I hope she's good. Yeah, I haven't seen Maggie in a while. I'm going to call her too. Um, that is it. All right, morning, people. Good morning. Hope everyone is good. Mm-hmm. Oh, Feeling blessed and highly favoured. That's it. What you say, Brent? I didn't check Spotify to see if we had any comments. Oh, any comments? Oh, we do. We can sure do that. All right. Um, CBIBI10. The Kai Collective video didn't touch on Yoruba culture in the way that Christy implied. The couples just Uh -uh. have great chemistry. One day, I hope I'll have time for Iman Uh and his I'm not Nigerian self. Okay, just to say though, um, Christy did not say they touched on that. She was saying that they were all Nigerian couples 
and she just loved the chemistry is what she loved and she equated that to the Nigerian-ness because they just get each other. Mm-hmm. If you're around Nigerian couples, there's something about a Nigerian couple, man. But I feel like that would be like every other culture yeah, exactly. where they're the same, mm-hmm. like where they're from the same place. There's just a chemistry. Like you just get the jokes, you get the vibe, you get the... Do you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. just flowing easy, man. But yeah, that's what Chrissy was talking about. And I'm ready, by the way, whenever you're ready. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Emmanuel doesn't back down. <laughs> That man does that. Okay. <laughs> so I hope you're ready. <laughs> and yes, I know you love um, Esther. That's why I said Esther's favorite. SLM86. SLM86. Well, I hope... Well, hey, Fave. I hope you've <laughs> changed your thoughts and ideas of what this show is. <laughs> so, question. You don't think that this is um, a debate show? It's not. You don't think that we have elements of debates in this show? We have conversations... And we have we might have elements of debate, but mm. this is not a debate show because I would not have signed a contract mm. had this been a debate show because I like peace. Mm. Suppose 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 they can we can allow them to see it as a debate show when they call in. Yeah, but I don't want them to see it. No, I encourage them to call in. To... To, it's, okay, some people Black Rob is not allowed to see it as a debate show. Okay. Because even if this was a love a love talk show, he's still coming with a debate spirit. Mm. So I mean they can see it as whatever they want to see it as, you know. It's all fun and games and I'm here for that. You know, we're actually going to have a show just for debate. Yeah. And that would be a debate show. What was it called again? Have you copyrighted it before you tell people what it is? Yeah, what exactly. it is? So you Who, say exactly you, instead of yeah, as in, remembering as in, it. Let's not tell the people. I think something, let's keep some things to surprises. Every god, the goddamn thing, Brent. First of all, you've been too loud. Yeah. <laughs> I know, like, I'm there. You've been too... You're no, Brent, it gets excited sometimes, as you guys know. Impatient, I, you mean? Not you, excitedly <laughs> saying it. <laughs> I said I'm excitedly impatient. <laughs> anyway, so, Rob, you'll be perfect for that, man. Wow. Well, perfect. We'll review that position. Just, just imagine him. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> So just, just, just states that. Where's Esther? Oh, is that how you think? Is, is that how you think he debates? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how you think he debates. Aww. No. Aww. But I think he's a he's a great debater. Aww. I think he's a fantastic debater. Aww. I think there are other great debaters hiding in the chat. Yeah, let's let's see those ones. Well, what would be like a top, a day top debate? Like, give me give me like two. <laughs> <laughs> give me um. Uh, <laughs> you people laughing at me? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Never king. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> what, what do you think would be like a, a top, like give me like a semifinals. So mm. basically. Nature versus nurture. <laughs> no, I'm talking about I love that one. I'm talking about oh, people. Okay, cool, people. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, the people that people would in the be chat in there. That you think, even if you dislike them, that at least they hold their points proper. Mm. Okay. Like solid debates. Do, does it, do you have to mix genders? Yeah, if you want to, yeah. Okay, so you're not choosing yeah. the best. What do you mean? Yeah, it's the best. It's the top four. Okay, I get you. <laughs> We're doing the fair thing here, yeah? You're a piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, All yeah, right, cool, 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 cool. Um, how, many, how many people are we choosing? That's four, that's four. So the top four. 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 They'll be four. in two teams. So two, exactly. They'll be, yeah, they'll yeah. be on two teams. Two, two. Yeah. Okay. All right, so obviously you don't sound like you all don't want to go first. I'm not going first. I'm not going at all. I'm here. I'm here. Wait a I'm the panel on this debate. <laughs> Come on, wrong answers only. Come on, discuss. Mm. You go first, King Emmanuel. No, Brent, you go because it's on your lips. No, it's not. The names you know. Don't be silly. You already said Black Rob, so that's choose, one person. I can easily choose four. So easily. But normally, Emmanuel doesn't participate in these exercises. Right, I, I, I go first. Okay, go on, Emmanuel. Okay, well, the two men that I would say 
with interesting debate, solid, hold their corners. I think it'll be Black Rob and, and Kevin. Kevin. I knew it. Yeah, yeah. Black Rob and Kevin. Girls know. Yeah, 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 I come back cool. to me. Like, <laughs> come back to me. He's wanted to get that off. Can you imagine? <laughs> I, now, I, would, I, would, I, put, I just want to say Kevin. I, I would have no, Ramsey. I put Maggie in there. in there. I put Maggie in there. Actually, but Ramsey, no, Ramsey doesn't qualify to be fair. Ramsey's more of a guest host, so. I think Ramsey. on this side Ma- of Ma- Ramsey can't do it, sorry. <laughs> no, Ramsey can. <laughs> he's, I think he's suggesting that, that those two men won't take things personally. I think that's what he suggested. No, the definitely Rob, Black Rob takes things personally, and so actually Kevin doesn't. Kevin got no Kevin feelings. Don't. No, Kevin don't. But Black Rob definitely takes things personally. He starts to get all, all hot, bothered, and flustered and shit. That's only f- with you. No, it's, Achilles it's in heel. general. I'm not. You are his Achilles heel. I'm also gonna say yeah. I keep seeing you lot putting my name in people's names in same sentences, and I, I'm gonna start blocking y'all. Wait, but how come you can see them? <laughs> because I peep the chat once in a while. No, but. People that are doing that don't sound like There's only friends. a few people they that... sound like your enemy, so why don't you just block them? No, no, because they're cool. They're cool people. Oh, I like so it's like oh, Life it's of Bod. Life of Bod. She... He, yeah. <laughs> He's on edge. <laughs> Jimmy, he, oh gosh, she's such a character. Um, no, they're not, be, they're not people that need to be blocked. Mm. People that need to be blocked are in the block section. Okay. All right, so... New additions every day, but... Yeah. You just said two men. Are they on the same team, Manuel? Because uh... you said... I guess I guess originally I was I was basically just talking about let's just say it was let's just say it was a black woman versus Maggie yeah. and then Kevin versus somebody. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But if you want to do it like two on the same team or or split them up, like have a, a Maggie and Kevin versus a black rob or somebody, mm-hmm. then whichever one you feel like would be I thought you were gonna mix a match. Just have it in general. Yeah, and we could do different categories because there is one that I would choose entertainment purposes yeah like it would be entertaining mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and as well as informative and there's one that I'll choose where I don't think feelings are going to get mm. involved at all okay yeah, yeah. right so the latter um, the first team I would go with Von oh yeah and I would go with Tatenda oh yes that's mm. true right and then on the other side I would go with that gentleman, I think it's Demi. Is oh, yeah. Demi. Oh, oh, yes, yeah. it's Demi. Demi ain't caught up in a while, man. But he's listening. He's listening. Yeah, pick up, up Demi. Man. Up I, Demi I, man. I love when Demi speaks. Like, he's just very, even if he doesn't agree with me, just the way he says stuff is just so articulate, so Same. gentle, not coming here doing I, the most. I agree. Shout out, Black Rob. And um, shout out, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and for the other one, uh, who was that beautiful? Voice babe that patiently and quietly told us to calm down. <laughs> is it Valerie? Is it brute force? Is it? Was it Valerie? I think well, I think that was Valerie. Might have been, yeah. If if not, because I get Valerie, Abigail, and somebody else confused. If it's not, then um I'm going with Maggie. I think Valerie. Yeah, I would I would have Valerie, man. Valerie can. Valerie can read you for filth, and you wouldn't even know it. Mm. But but, I don't think that wins the debate. <laughs> that's more no, but so. that's the thing that because of how you how you use lot debate. That's why I don't, that's why I have an issue with the, the show being called a debate show mm. because how how it is that people debate. Like I'm shocked that you guys think Kevin Thompson and Black Rob <laughs> put on a good debate. No, no, they I, don't. I didn't choose him for the, the one that is going to be solid. I choose no him, skills. I choose him for the one that's going to be entertaining. That oh, okay, okay, that okay. That's him. Talk to him. <laughs> don't say y'all. <laughs> say Emmanuel. <laughs> say Emmanuel. Um, because I don't believe that he catches feelings. Who? Kevin. 
Yeah, he does. I think it's Kevin is But he doesn't show it, though. He does. He does. He does. He does. All right, so. But you just think he's doing a debate. And he's showing it. I'll go with Maggie. I think she's well-rounded. And she could be a nice counter to Tender. Big up Abby, though. I haven't heard Abby in ages. Abby's the one who was on Let Marks Know What Time of Day was. All right. I'm from, like, Brum. Yeah, I think so. Entertaining now, right? And still, there's facts going back and forth, but at this point, we don't care about the facts. We don't care about the facts, right? We're tuning for the drama, honey. All right. One team, one side, it's going to be Vibe Z. Oh, yes. (laughs) Vibe Z and Rob. (laughs) Yo, that's a combo. Yeah, that would be a combo. (laughs) Money's on Vibe Z, though. Huh? Money's on Vibe Z. Because Vibe Z talks so fast here. Black woman won't be able to find his feet. <laughs> she be like, I got it, I got it, I got it. I got it, I got it. She's like, take me, take me, take me. She never will. And Pick the other side, I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose Kevin and... I'll put Kevin and Ebony. And Ebony. Yeah. 100%. Kevin and Ebony, my money's on Ebony. I'll pay for that, you know. Listen, I, I, I'll, I'll pay for that. Let's contact. I've got my money right now. I'll pay for you. 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 We tell them, don't worry, nobody's going to do anything. You <laughs> love what you say. You guys, my account on Discord might be the first, it might make history, the first account to be shut down. <laughs> One of my bigger everyone in the community there. Yeah, yeah, always love, yeah. love, all love, all love. All yeah. even, even you, Black Rob. It's all love. But yeah, let's get into our um, headlines, please. All right, guys. So our first headline, hmm, labor, 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 labor. So the BBC understands that Graham Jones, who's a former labor MP for Hinburn, um, is facing an investigation after comments that he allegedly made about Israel. It's not alleged, by the way. I've heard the recording. <laughs> so, you know, I've, heard, I've heard this guy. I love when people say allegedly, like, after the fact. But it's like, no, we've got the receipts, babe, in 4K. Yeah, I just thought, you know what? These people are really getting onto labor. Like, mm. you know, let's, let's see if there's any truth to this. And there was definitely truth to it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But this comes after Labour withdrew support for the party's candidate for the Rochdale by-election, Azar Ali. We spoke about this for the last two days. For apparently also making anti-Semitic remarks, Labour had selected Mr. Jones to contest his former Lancashire seat in the, form, in the forthcoming general election. However, on Tuesday, uh, is it the, the Guido Fawkes uh, website published audio in which Mr. Jones allegedly uses an expletive to refer to Israel and argues that British people who fight in the Israel Defence Forces, the IDF, should be locked up. Labour has yet to comment on the specific remarks. The Jewish Labour movement said that Mr. Jones' allegedly alleged comments were appalling and unacceptable. They said that they were pleased that Mr. Jones had been swiftly suspended. Mr. Jones has called for, has called, sorry, Mr. Jones has been called in for an interview and the party will need to go through a formal process to remove his candidacy. Didn't they kind of bypass this formal process when it came to um, Mr. Ann Abbott? Yes, they did. They did some nonsense like that, they, Yeah, she was out there so quick. See, see how you people behave, Labour? Behave yourself, man. So the next thing is the US Senate has approved $95 billion foreign aid package after months of political wrangling 
but it faces an uphill sh battle in the House. So while Senate Democrats were in favor of passing the bill, Republicans were divided and previously voted it down. The package has $60 billion for Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel's war against Hamas, and $10 billion for humanitarian aid in conflict zones, including in Gaza. But the House of Representatives speaker suggested he might block it. Speaking on Tuesday afternoon from the White House, President Joe Biden urged House Republicans to pass the measure. This could be Congress's last shot at passing Ukraine aid for the foreseeable future. And Ukraine has warned that it may not be able to successfully defend itself against Russia without Washington's backing. And our last headline takes us to Israel, where at least three Palestinians were killed and 10 others injured by Israeli sniper fire on Gaza's NASA medical complex since Tuesday afternoon. This is according to the Palestinian Health Ministry, and they mentioned this in a statement. Israel is planning to expand its ground assault into the city of Rafah, where over 1 million Palestinians have sought refuge. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has described Rafah as the last bastion of Hamas, with four battalions of gunmen, and that Israel cannot achieve its goal of eliminating the group while they remain there. Israel sought to wipe out Hamas since it led the October 7th attack, which killed around 1,200 people and resulted in another 253 being abducted in Gaza. So this is obviously according to Israeli tallies. The Israeli military has already swept through most of Gaza in a campaign that has killed more than 28,000 people, according to the health authorities in the Gaza Strip. And that's it for the headlines, man. Thank you very much. Let's get into what you're saying, topic of the day. All right, people. So today is a light-hearted topic. Um, hopefully, anyway, I'm gonna try my best. I don't know why you say these things. <laughs> you say light-hearted. It's gonna be a quick one. Yeah, you gotta you know, you try your best. You gotta speak into existence. Give it opposite day. <laughs> but today's Valentine's Day. You know what I'm Lodge. saying? So I want to ask the question because a lot of the time we we kind of complain, man. We do talk about Valentine's Day and say this, that, and the third, and you know what I'm saying. There's always complaints every now and again. Although, don't get me wrong. I love Valentine's Day. This is it. exactly what I'm about to say. Although, in the midst of that, you do hear the lovers come out there, even if they're single, they're positive. You know what I'm saying? They're happy for other people, you know what I mean? Expressing mm. their, their love and whatnot. But I want to ask a question, though, because the complaints sometimes are quite loud. Do the pros outweigh the cons? You know how the negative go? <laughs> yes, I think so, always. I think people... Valentine's Day is not just about... Um, Romantic love. Okay. It's a day of love in general. Mm. And I swear, I, I, I think I remember, I can't remember the story now of St. Valentine himself. Mm. But anyways, it's not a day for romantic. I think it's just the way that society's commercialized it mm -hmm. to make it a thing of um, romantic. But it's just a day of love in mm. general. You don't have to have a man for, or be in a relationship for it to mean something. It's just a day of love. Mm. I feel like everyone should be in a good mood today. What St. Valentine are you talking about? The, the I can't remember. Or the Yoruba man? No, there's a... You people, man. You, lot, you need to know the history. So don't tell you people you know you're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> you at me. <laughs> I don't know. It definitely was not a Nigerian St. Valentine. I can't remember the story. I don't know if it was a negative or a positive one. So I'm just going to... That's why I stopped my sentence halfway. Because I, I think it might be negative. But um, yeah, I think people... I think it's the way people have defined it. Like mm. someone said something actually the other day on Twitter. Crap, what was the tweet? They said, um, you don't need, yeah. So they're basically they're talking about um, people who, obviously some people, sometimes couples gatekeep Valentine's Day. Everything's mm. gatekept these days. Where they feel like it's pathetic when people want to, say for example, women, they want to spend time with their friends 
and go out for dinner on Valentine's Day, like, oh, like you're taking up reservations for the couples and da, 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 that kind of stuff. And people are saying, like, why do you not make it a thing and make people feel horrible for wanting to celebrate a day of love? Mm. When it comes to Thanksgiving, is it only allowed, is it only people that are allowed, that have family that are allowed to celebrate that? When mm. it comes to Christmas, when it comes to Easter, like, why is it that Valentine's Day is the only day that you've put uh, limits and a cap on who can celebrate or who can take part in it or mm. what the day is meant to be about? It's not about that. Even people that don't have family celebrate Christmas, celebrate Thanksgiving. They, they'll have a friend, there's a whole friendmas thing going on and Friendsgiving and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So why are you making a big deal, man? Yeah. People should love more. Okay, okay. Bro, what do you think, man? Do the pros outweigh the cons? We have different <clears throat> origins here on um, Okay. Google. The earliest possible origin of Valentine's Day is the pagan holiday Lupercalia. Mm. Occurring for centuries in the middle of February, the holiday celebrates fertility. Men would strip naked and okay. sacrifice a goat and a dog. All right, that's a great thing. Though. Europeans, right? Where's that? Where's that? Where's yeah, that? Yeah, the men in Africa be naked all the time. Not like this one. They're naked. Then people that have been <laughs> fighting with spears and chasing lions trying to prove their, mm. their, their manhood. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have fully clothed with 30 necks on. Well, if they weren't circumcised, they weren't 30 necks. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Today of love. Wow. <laughs> I'm just not offensive. I'm going to need to get cancelled this week. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on my plate. <laughs> um, early Christian feast day, the most widely accepted origin revolves around St. Valentine's. It's Ash Wednesday as well. Big up everyone that partakes in that. Yes. That's why Pancake Day. See? So we don't know your, you know your history, man. Mm. <laughs> The exact connection to romance remains unclear, but See? the feast day of St. Valentine's may have been chosen to Christianize a pre-existing pagan festival, which I just told okay. you about. I think, I think the romanticizing thing came from capitalism. Curry you people are not woke. Curry dog. Well, this is what we're going to get into. We're going to talk about yeah, that. Capitalism. That's what comes, that's what the whole romantic, romantic part of it comes into, but it's a day of love in general. Mm. Do the Hell. pros with the cons? Yeah, they do. Yeah, always. I believe they do. Love is just stronger than hate. A reason for the season. Just given a reason to just love. A little extra. What, 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 what about the... You made me sick. <laughs> <laughs> just a little extra. <laughs> little sprinkling, sprinkle, sprinkle. Just a little extra. But, but a lot of the time we talk about Christmas and we say, oh, Christmas, the commercialism, the yeah. capitalism, all of this stuff. Can't we assign that exact same argument to Valentine's Day? And yeah, if we, And if we thing. do... Yeah. Do those cons, if you see that as a con, yeah. supersede the pros? No, because for Christmas, Christmas has been capitalized as well and commercialized mm. and everything, but I don't celebrate Christmas in the way the world has dictated I should celebrate it. Okay. And so in the same way, I don't celebrate... So I have to tell you people think for yourselves. I don't celebrate... Um, what's it called? I don't celebrate Valentine's Day the way the world has said it should be celebrated either. Okay. I think it's a day of love. And obviously, in relationships and stuff like that, absolutely, we'll celebrate it. But I don't... I just think you need to know what things mean for you. Like for me, Valentine's Day is has always been my grandma's birthday as well. So it holds so much like significance beyond what people have put it down to be a day of sex. Because the hell of babies are born in November. Mm. What do you think that is? Mm. Bet, November, December. That's, that's, that's a prime time <laughs> for hospital births <laughs> and such. But you get me? So I feel like you just have to know what things mean for you. So for mm. Christmas as well, absolutely has been commercialized. And I think the reason for the season has been watered down heavily. Because a lot of people, people let people sing carols and stuff. But if you notice with schools and and just in public as well, the carols are not really talking about baby Jesus no more. Mm. They're more like 
you know, mm-hmm. neutral. Yeah. It could apply to anybody. Do you get what I mean? But you have to know why it is that you celebrate something. So for me, the pros will always outweigh the, the cons when it comes to Christmas, when it comes to Easter, when it comes to Valentine's Day or whatever holiday there is. Could that be a good thing? Bear with me. So what, for taking example... You just keep making your case worse for the angels. Your angels are working hard, you know. You put them to work. Thinking, we Lord, it's us again. <laughs> we had a discussion on that morning. show. Because, <laughs> you know, like, obviously, if, if, like, Christmas became, or pardon me, remained um, just a, an event for Christian people. Yeah. Right? By removing... Um, I guess the emphasis on it being the birthday of Jesus, even though we know it wasn't the birthday of Jesus, yeah. right? Does that not open up Christmas to everybody else? And so in turn, people can kind of learn more about why we even celebrate Christmas in a similar way with Valentine's Day. Mm. If you take away the Saint Valentine or um, or whatever it may be, the, the history behind it, and just say, yeah. you know what, the, the, the reason for it, the love aspect of it, mm-hmm. let's open it up to the world. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a, a good thing? It's not a good thing because when you take it away, you're essentially erasing history. Okay. When you're erasing the reason for something, it, it's out of sight, out of mind. People are not mm. going to go and Google. I feel like it, has, it actually has the opposite effect. Because Christianity is a religion that lets people know that it's open to all. It's open to love everybody. You can come, come as you are. That's yeah. literally what we love to say, come as you are. So having Jesus there and the Christian references still has, it still does what thinking, taking it out will do. Because it's still open. But I think taking out the the reason for it and trying to make it palatable to all palates mm-hmm. does not make people more curious. Because actually the meaning just gets lost. And I think it will actually have the opposite effect. I think it's better to keep it as how it is, how it's, all, how it's been, and the actual... To keep the significance of it. Mm-hmm. And that way you're more likely to get people just care more about it and want to know more about it. Do you think that would be the case if, if it was that strict, though? Because... Like, for example, if it was only Christians that celebrated, only Christians that ever cared about it, yeah. I'm assuming there'd be far less Christmas presents in shops, for example. Yeah. It would be mainly just an event that takes place in church and in your homes. And I guess the idea of, of, of people coming together, yeah. like families coming together, who ordinarily wouldn't even see themselves maybe, like, maybe once or twice in the year. Yeah. They now come together and spend that time as a family, extended yeah. family. All of that good stuff that comes from that bonding yeah. would be gone. I don't think so because people still celebrate it that way. I see there's certain people that you see in church on Christmas, <clears throat> Christmas Day, Christmas season for the Christmas carols, all that kind of stuff that you don't see the rest of the year. Mm. Well, that's a lie. You see them at Easter again and then you don't see them again until next Christmas. So mm. I don't think so because I think, like especially like growing up in Nigeria, right? Um, so my granddad was Muslim mm-hmm. and obviously we had, um, they celebrated Salah. So that's the Eid, right? And with that, it would be like, it was like a sharing thing where they would share like the meat, like you go and give this neighbor and that neighbor and that obviously... For the kids, it was lit because it was like, basically where my savings went up, essentially. But then the same thing happened with Christmas, mm-hmm. where you would share food as well. Like, in that community side of things, but again, that's obviously, that's in Nigeria, right? So, mm-hmm. in Nigeria, when it comes to celebrating Eid and when it comes to celebrating Christmas, there was a community sharing of it all. So, you would give food to the Muslims and the Muslims, because they know you celebrate Christmas, they will send something to you as well. They will greet you, happy Merry Christmas. Like, do you get what I mean? So, I don't, mm-hmm. I think... I don't think it takes that away from it because I think the fact that Christmas has been the way it's been is the reason why these things about people coming to church during that time and people coming together as a family and that's the only time you see your family, da 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 like 
that precedent was always was always set. So mm. Christmas, I think even with the, actually the history of Christmas, it was actually a pagan holiday, yeah. and the Christians felt left out or something like that would would like they kind of I think some of them wanted to join them, but then there was other ones that were like, oh, you shouldn't join them because they're pagans. Da, 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 and they were like, okay, and then they said, okay, we're gonna create our own thing, and we'll be celebrating and using the birth of Jesus. And again, it allowed everybody to come in. Yeah. I feel like that's the best form of evangelizing, letting people, everyone, everyone come in. So I don't think it would have been a thing where it would um, put people off or it would be gated. If we, anything we know, the gates mm. is not, we don't gatekeep Christianity the way we, it needs to be gate kept. But you see, you make, a good point. you make a good point there, but I kind of want to see it from a different angle, yeah? Mm -hmm. Like you rightly said, during that time, um, it was more so pagans, like pagan worship, right? Yeah. And then you had, and, and people, um, people, what do you call it? Sorry, they had, um, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, it, it, was, ma it was mainly uh, pagan worship. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Sorry, guys, Res disturbed me a bit. But anyway, it, it was mainly <laughs> pagan worship, right? And um, I guess w with the rise of Christianity and more people becoming Christians, and then the Roman, the, 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 like, you know, the Roman kingdom, uh, Roman Empire, pardon me, um, taking on and adopting parts of Christianity, it like you said, it became inclusive. Yeah. But Saturnalia, which is what they used to celebrate around the same period, right? It, it started to go. People stopped worshiping um, th those gods during those times. You know what I'm saying? And it became a Christian thing. So Christ, obviously, as, you, as we know, Christ was never born on 25th of December. Yeah. It just replaced that holiday. So Saturnalia was gone. So if we did more of those things, right? on like in Christmas and it became more inclusive, couldn't Christi Christmas eventually be gone? Couldn't Valentine's Day eventually be gone by being so inclusive, basically? <laughs> this is Ben's fault. <laughs> it's so weird that you asked your question at the end of all of that. <laughs> Because I was kind of, I was kind of listening. I was like, "There's no way there's a question there." <laughs> I'm very sorry, man. That's all right. All right. So, just say yes. Yes. No, I'm not. If he might say yes, just agree. Sometimes I should be on the other side of history. Perhaps. No, but basically, I was just talking about how. um Obviously, the, the pros of it be making Christmas inclusive, yeah. right? Yeah. You mentioned how it was basically linked to, well, before Christmas, um, there was a pagan holiday. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But with time, because it became more inclusive, yeah. that pagan holiday was done away with. The date remained the same, right? Was it the same date, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it kind of um, changed. It was always between like the 22nd and 25th, okay. I believe, right? Because it was, it was so I think it's kind Christ of. Christians to them business. Yeah, we're timing it because you yeah. know, like the Roman Kingdom, um, Constantine became a Catholic and all that type yeah. of stuff, and so like soon it became a um, a, a Christian kingdom or a Catholic um, kingdom, right? Yeah. Um, empire, I should say. And then soon the paganism was gone. So if if okay. if, if Christianity be, um, opened its doors, right, which is pretty much doing because nobody remembers Jesus on uh, during Christmas, right, yeah. and Valentine's Day and things of nature uh, of that nature. Could it soon lose those important things that you're talking about? But I think it's already lost it, though. Yeah, but to, to the point where one day we just change the name. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a bank holiday. Um, I think so. I think we, I think with Christmas, I definitely see that because mm -hmm. again, I feel like the society is trying to wash out um, Christianity. Yeah, if you could just oh, is that oh my bad? 
just fold it. No, I didn't. Because I'm on a show, Brett. <laughs> um, if you just fold that along, that'd be great. Thank you. Yep. But um, yes, I feel I feel like with I do feel like with um Christmas 100, mm-hmm. that's already happening. Um, because the world is removing Jesus. Any any chance they get. Mm. I have a theory about that, of course, because I feel like there's a reason why they're trying to remove Jesus. They're trying to erase Jesus out of history. Mm. But you can't. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is sovereign. Okay? There's mm-hmm. that. So I think that will happen. But I don't I don't see that happening with Valentine's Day. Because it's not it's not necessarily connected to a religion. Okay. I think things that are connected to a religion is what is more likely to get washed out of history and yeah. get diluted. But it is possible that in fifty hundred years from now. People might never know why we're celebrating Christmas Day. But then also, though, because I'm trying to, I'm doing a you, I'm trying to economics. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I don't think that it might, mm-hmm. I don't think the holidays will be lost. I mm-hmm. think the significance and the meaning behind the holidays will be lost. Yeah. I don't think in 100, 100 years' time, the kids might even know mm-hmm. this is about Jesus. They might not know. However, they will know that there is a Christmas Day, mm-hmm. and with that Christmas Day comes all the commercial stuff that you should yeah. overbuy and get into debt for. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Boxing Day sales and all that kind of sales and all that kind of stuff. So for as long as society and the powers that be, the capitalists can continue to gain financially from these holidays, they're going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Even with Easter. Mm-hmm. For a nation exactly. that's removing Jesus in Sweet Carol's music, celebrating Easter is interesting. Mm-hmm. But then with Easter, it's like, okay, we've got the Easter eggs. We've got the different different types of things we can do with that do you get I me mean? even like with fashion mm-hmm. and shops you've got like you've got easter sales that now happens you now have like kind of easter kind of outfits mm-hmm. and whatnot so for as long as society can keep uh, capitalism can continue is it capitalism marxist anyway for as long as they can continue mm-hmm. to get money from things mm-hmm. they will keep doing that yeah. but again that's i feel like it's very important for each individual to know why, like to understand the significance of these holidays, mm-hmm. what it means to you, what it means in general, blah, 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 and stick to that and not let society redefine it. Because there's people that hate Valentine's Day, yeah. not because they hate love, they love love, but because of how it is that people make them feel miserable mm-hmm. for not being in a relationship, for not having that romantic partner. And that's just so sad. See, that's, Very that's sad. definitely one of the cons, like yeah. the exclusion and loneliness and it being amplified, you know what I'm saying, if you are by yourself. Like, yeah. obviously, there's nothing wrong with being by yourself, being single. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a it's not a it's not a flipping plague. Yeah, it's not at all. It's sad, but that's the way unfortunately that's that's how people look at it. Mm-hmm. And that's the I, I guess that's definitely one of the cons because Yeah. But the thing is, yeah, do you feel like um even if people were not making pe- trying to purposely make people feel bad, if everyone's yeah. celebrating their their love and all that type of yeah. stuff, do you feel like some people just by observing this, yeah, they feel some, some you know what I'm saying, they'll feel some they will. They will, and I think, and I think it's fair for them to feel that. Like mm. I give people grace for feeling that because I feel like with human beings, I don't think human beings were made to do life on their own. Mm. Unfortunately, for many different reasons, people have to do lives and life on their own. But then, when I say life on your own, I don't mean that. I don't think God's intention was that. Actually, let me not speak to God's intention. I'm in a good place with God right now. <laughs> but I don't. Okay, when I say don't, we're not meant to do life on our own. I mean, like, without any form of community, any form of other human interaction, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't mean it has to be romantic. But again, unfortunately, people see that as romantic. When when people say you're not meant to do life on your own, people automatically equate that to you need a romantic partner. Mm. And I don't think that's right. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, because of so much emphasis is placed on rom- on romantic partners, on romantic partnership, on marriage, on being in relationships, 
there's people who live very fulfilled lives in terms of having lovely family, having beautiful friends, having this, having that. But because that thing is what they crave, it makes them sad. Mm. And obviously people have different needs. So, you know, people have different needs. So I can understand that. So, yeah, there are people who will see who people are not necessarily flaunting the love in your face or and the shops are not necessarily pushing you to buy anything or whatever. But just seeing people in general can make you feel that way. And I think you see that in general any, any every day. Like I see couples every day because mm -hmm. I love couple content anyway. So I see couples all the time. Mm -hmm. But for someone who is who if, if I was somebody who felt like, oh, my gosh, I'm single. Woe is me. Da, 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 that kind of stuff would make me feel depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get I me? Mean? So on a normal day anyway, people see that kind of stuff and it makes them feel away about the situation. Mm -hmm. But obviously in Valentine's Day where it's like a day of love, it feels more intense. And so it's like, whew, mm. extra down kind mm -hmm. of thing. But come on, man. All right, let's look at a couple more of the um of some potential uh negatives. Um obviously we mentioned the, the consumerism of it. What about the I guess the, the expectations and the pressure though? For those people who are in actual in relationships and things of that nature, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel like Valentine's Day can put can create unrealistic expectations? Oh, sorry, people? now I'm blocking your face. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one of the saddest things about Valentine's Day is that society's made it seem as though it's a holiday just for women. Mm. And it isn't. And I think that, and again, let me know. I was gonna throw shade, but I'll give it a rest for a minute. Is it gonna be for the men or the women? Everybody. Because whenever I speak about certain things, people think that I'm always on like women's side and da 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 da. da. Mm -hmm. But my fight is not—it's not a gender thing. It's more to do with more the system, and the system is the reason why a day of love mm -hmm. is more marketed to a day for uh, for women, like mm -hmm. a day of love for women. But yeah. that's not the case. It should be for everybody. everybody. And that's why sometimes when you have when you have conversations with men and yeah, men, it's like oh, like it's like they're not expecting things on Valentine's Day. Do you get what I mean? And mm -hmm. I don't I don't think that's right. Yeah. So I think that's I, I would say that's a con. What was the question you asked me? Um the the expectations. Yeah, that's it. So that was it. Yeah, that's it. That's an expectation. I think that expectation is definitely very negative, in my opinion. Because a relationship is about two people and two people should be wanting to like make each other happy and love love on each other and that kind of stuff. Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like obviously, even with Brent getting us chocolate, he got you chocolate as well. Mm. Yeah. If he was living by the way society moves. He would have just got me chocolate and be like, oh, well, like you're fine. You don't, you don't need that, but you do. Yeah, I do. Do you get me? Say that. Thanks, Brett. <laughs> but do you get me? But that's that's a healthy way to see it. So I think the expectation, yeah, and I think expectation obviously as well ties to um, what's it called? What do you want to do a shout out? I wanted to shout. <laughs> vegan, vegan smooth guys. Big and lint, lint is you know a what good, saying? good chocolate, man. Yeah, got that. Those two there. Can't reach, but yes, taste the difference, goddammit. <laughs> no, we have to say do a C. <laughs> You're doing a C. <laughs> Venezuelan dark chocolate, you know what I'm saying? Oh, nice. oh, Nigerian dark chocolate as well. And you can still eat You those. can see the green and all. Those are you vegan friendly. They're what? Greek? They're vegan friendly. Oh, yeah, vegan. I Greek. Greek. I think they're Greek and friendly. You are. Okay. Okay, so all yes. right. Madagascan dark chocolate. That's Nigerian. That's Nigerian for today. <laughs> But no, so I, I do think that I, I do think that the expectations are unhealthy. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's, yeah, man, I just think the expectations of things, yeah, I think it can be unhealthy. Yeah. Because there's people as well who don't, who don't care about stuff like that. But because they've seen everyone else get flowers and get this and get that, they feel like, like, do you know what I mean? It makes people question their relationship, but that's, social media does that on a normal day anyway. So mm -hmm. I feel like this just adds more spice to it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. There's so much stuff people wouldn't care about. My my theory, and this is how I try to live here, there's so much stuff that if I didn't have social media, if I lived in a world where people didn't share stuff, if I lived in a world where we were all blind, I wouldn't care about a lot of things. Like I wouldn't care about how I look because I can't see anybody else. I can't see myself. Mm-hmm. When it comes to social media, I don't know how you're living on your side. So I'll be so content with how I'm living mm-hmm. because I'm unaware that I guess maybe there's better than what I have or there's a different variation to what I have. And I think that's part of the expectations that Valentine's Day has placed on people. Mm. It's just that you have to do it. You have to do this. You have to do that. But not necessarily. And I think sometimes as well, like because of what society... I remember Patricia Bright was talking about on her podcast. She has like a finance kind of podcast. And she was talking about sometimes... I can't remember who the guest was, but she was talking about how when you see like acts of love that's displayed on social media, it can make you feel as though you're not receiving love. So she was saying, for example, seeing women posting gifts all the time and flowers and all that kind of stuff made her feel like, oh, like why is my man not getting me flowers mm. and stuff like that? But mm-hmm. then she was like, she had to sit down and see that in, they've been together since they were like in uni or something like that. Mm. But she was saying how in, since they've been married and whatnot, they've been married for like over 10 years maybe now, she's never had to put petrol in the car. She's never had to put like, she said, she doesn't work like that's just not even mm-hmm. something that she does. She even thinks about doing because it's always done. I think that's the sad thing sometimes. When you're looking at other people's grass, you don't you, you don't stop to see how green yours actually is. In your mind, yours is just withered. Yeah. But it actually isn't. I think with with Valentine's Day, for example, the expectation is that the gifts and the things that you do, the way to express love always has to be in gift format. I was actually going to tweet this yesterday, I forgot. It has to be in gift format. It has to be in physical touch format. It has to be in... But then there's so many other ways that you can let people know that you love them. There's so many other ways... That, there's so many other things that you can do to let people know that you love them. So yeah. I think, yeah, the expectations are unhealthy, in my mm. opinion. I mean, we could have ended it right right there, to be fair. But, obviously, <laughs> I want to kind of mention a few more positives before yeah. I wrap up. Obviously, just the overall celebration of love and romance. Pretty much like you said in it. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the positives. To be fair, I guess a lot of people do um you just live everyday life, man. And sometimes mm-hmm. you don't always have the time to show certain things. But like you rightly said, like Patricia mm-hmm. Bright was saying, there are little things that people do on the every on like every single day yeah. that shows that love, you know what I'm saying? And exactly. that consideration. But to have a day for itself where it's like, cool, let's go, kind of go all out or just do something where it's just the two of us, it's still a good thing. Yeah. Despite the, the cons, you know what I'm Quality saying? Time. Mm-hmm. What about community and connection? I guess that um, it could be a time to 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 find love or just to mm. even network. Yeah. Because sometimes you get certain events going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In the name of Valentine's. But obviously that, like you also mentioned before, love doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It could be just between friends or new business partners or whatever it may be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, acts of kindness and generosity. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I guess traditions and rituals. So just exchanging cards, flowers, chocolates, big up brand every time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and those little things there, you know what I'm saying? Like just show that at least someone's thinking about you. You know what I mean? Yeah, Them 100%. little things there. So yeah, man. I think everyone in the room has um pretty much decided that there are definitely more pros than cons in it. Yeah, I would say so. hundred yeah. percent. Cool. All right, well that was lovely and wholesome. I actually believe you when you said that. Valentine's Day. It was sad. I didn't know where we're going to go. I'm different today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, put this coat on every day, Joseph, okay? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) On Joseph. Bloody hell.
All right, guys. <laughs> so <laughs> our next headline, King Charles. He's been pictured smiling. Maybe it's because ah. of Valentine's Day. Who knows, man? Who knows, man? Camilla. Anyway. <laughs> can I speak of my king like that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the king, the King Charles, man. He has been pictured smiling with the queen consort by his side as he returned to London to continue his cancer treatment. Last week, the monarch revealed a diagnosis to the public after treatment for a benign enlarged prostate led to the shock discovery. He returned from a week in Sandringham, Sandringham to continue his treatment after a brief visit from his son, Prince Harry, at Clarence House on Tuesday, who flew in from California. On Saturday, the king spoke about his diagnosis for the first time as he thanked people for their many messages of support and good wishes. He added that it was equally heartening to hear how sharing his diagnosis has helped to promote public understanding of cancer. Charles has postponed all public-facing duties, but is continuing with the behind-the-scenes work on his red boxes of state papers. Next headline, trigger warning, guys, on this one. And a doctor in charge of medical training for NHS England has apologised unreservedly to the family of a junior doctor who took her own life. Oh, yeah, man. Dr. Vaish Kumar, 35, was wrongly told that she needed to do another six months of training before starting a new role. It meant that she was forced to stay at Queen Elizabeth Hospital in Birmingham when an inquest heard that she had been belittled by colleagues. In a letter to Dr. Kumar's family, NHS bosses admitted that she did not need to do the extra training. Can you imagine? Dr. Kumar left a suicide note blaming her death entirely on the hospital where she worked. Damn. Yeah. Sad, man. She had worked at the um, QE through the COVID-19 pandemic, but um, Birmingham and Solihull um, Coroner's Court heard that she began to struggle around December 2021 when she realised that her training was being extended. Dr. Kumar was seen as an outstanding mentor for other junior doctors with strong leadership skills, but her family said that she changed at the QE and expressed that she had been belittled by consultants there. The UHB, the University Hospitals Birmingham, which runs the hospital, has been at the center of NHS scrutiny after the BBC unveiled multiple allegations of a toxic culture at that particular trust. A spokesperson for that trust, which has apologized for unacceptable behaviors, previously said that it needed to learn following Dr. Kumar's death. So sad, man. Very sad. And our last headline, trigger warning as well. This is a terrible one, man, but, you know, police are just doing what they do. Met Police Commissioner Sir Mark Rowley has turned down a meeting with the president of the National Black Police Association following fresh claims of racism experienced by senior black officers. President Andy George was speaking to The Voice, Big Up The Voice, and he said that he was disappointed that the Met Chief had refused to discuss his concerns in the wake of a call by the MBPA, which is the National Black Police Association, for black Londoners to boycott joining the Met. The NBPA demand um, followed that the recent announcement that the current chair of the Met Police Association, um, Inspector Charles Ehikoya, yes, Ehikoya, <laughs> is facing gross misconduct proceedings after he allegedly received and sent inappropriate WhatsApp messages. However, details surrounding the charges have not been released to the public and the MBPA insists that he was racially abused in a WhatsApp group but has not been treated as the victim. George claims that Mr. Rowley's refusal to talk is evidence of the fact that the force lacks the ability to reform. Leroy Logan, MBE, um, who's a former Met BPA chair, said that the Met has done what it can to prevent the MBPA from forming. I myself was targeted as chair of the Met BPA, so it comes as no surprise to me that they have decided to target the current chair. And that's it for the headlines, man. Time to pay the bills. 
Okay, let's get into Word on Road. Okay, let's get into it. So, Ayo Adebiri, who was on The Bear. I need to watch that show, you know. Have you watched that, Brent? The Bear? Yeah. What's that? It's a show on, um, is it Netflix or Amazon? One of them, anyway. But it's really good. I think she won an, she won an Oscar. I think she did. Nigerian Bay. But mm-hmm. apparently it's a really, really good show. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I was told about it when it actually came out. I just haven't, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've heard it's really, really sick and stuff. Um, Oscar nominated, that kind of vibe. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, so Ayo is on the show, beautiful Nigerian babe. She's at the Oscars and she was with her parents and they just look so proud. And it was so funny, everyone was just like, you know her parents' WhatsApp is going off, mate. But um, big up her. She looks like, um, she's kind of the same age. I think she's friends with Quinta. So it was so cute. As in Quinta Brunson, who did who does um, Abbott Elementary, which is back now as well. And to watch that. But um it was so sweet because obviously they both won stuff and it was just so cute. And it's just like, oh my gosh, black girl magic. But anyways, so basically, yeah, she was on SNL the other week, last week, I believe. And she, Jayla was on the same thing as her, right? Before she goes on SNL, like a couple of days before, a few days before, a clip resurfaced <laughs> of Ayo before. Ayo, she's such a normal girl. Like she's just, a, she's a normal babe, right? Of when she was talking about, she was on a podcast called Scam Goddess. <laughs> She was talking about J-Lo's career being fake. <laughs> when you don't know you're going to be famous and standing. <laughs> 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 Do you know what? I, I love those moments though. I always love when someone gets really famous mm-hmm. and then like, and then they meet, they're now in the same room as people that at some point they would have been looking up to. Yep. But it's funny because before you go in this room, you were just tweeting like, a fan like everybody else. And now your tweets are back up. Because <laughs> I think JT has one about Beyonce or something. <laughs> anyway, so let me tell you what she was saying on this podcast. So, um, her, the host at the time, um, Lacey, was saying how Jayla's career is one long scam. And then she said, well, that's the thing. She thinks she's on multiple tracks, but it's not her. I think she thinks she's still that good. Even though she's not singing for most of these songs, a lot of the a lot of the write ups of the songs would be like J Lo didn't have time to make it to the studio, like J Lo was busy doing what, not singing obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and then she has to stand next to the woman at SNL. <laughs> uh, it was so funny, but anyways, um, J Lo had an interview with Variety, and she talks about Ayo addressing it with her as a with J Lo. And she said um, she was mortified and very sweet. Um, she said she came to my dressing room and apologized with tears in her eyes. So you see that line with tears in the eyes? Mm-hmm. People were like, y'all need to put Ayo up for Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> People were like, wow, she's such a great actress. But anyways, Jada said she came to my dressing room and apologized with tears in her eyes, saying how terrible it was that she had said those things. She felt really badly and loved my performance because we had we had just done my sound check. And she actually got to hear me perform. She was just like, I'm so effing sorry. It was so awful of me. And then Jada just said she fi- she, find- she found it funny because she said she's heard similar things like that about her, her- throughout her career. So it really didn't affect her. Um, but yeah, man, but I-, I love that, you know. It's all good fun and Jada can laugh at it. But yeah, it must have been interesting seeing Jada sing live. 
after saying that she can't sing. Well, it doesn't help. I feel like, I don't know who handles Jayla's PR, or maybe it's a PR for other people that kept telling us that Ashanti was the one singing and this person was singing. There's a song she's got that Ashanti's the one. But are they only doing like background vocals though? They don't no. sing in her verses. The verses. Brenda's singing. What you think she's singing, there's a particular song that you think you've heard J-Lo throughout, but it's actually not her, it's Ashanti. Wow. But then they're not credited on the songs and stuff like that. So yeah, in terms of J-Lo's singing, that's always been kind of in the question and whatnot. But anyway, really good news for the Real Housewives of Atlanta fans. Um, I might actually tap in. I'm never going to lie. I haven't watched, I feel like I'm like five seasons missed now. I haven't watched, I haven't watched any Real Housewives, I think since 2021 or something. But anyways... Big, big, big news. Um, Portia Gabardia is coming back, AKA Portia Williams, but she's obviously not Williams now because she's a married woman. And she, it's so funny because she posted on her um, Instagram and then she says, oh, there's rumors Portia Williams is coming back. That's false. Portia Gabardia though, I said, <laughs> yes, honey, you better speak your Nigerian man's name. I love Portia because, I mean, obviously when she did what she did, I will come out and say, I did not rate it. I definitely was cussing her ass out on no shade. What did she do again? So basically, it's her situation, right? She was with a guy. Well, she was. She had a, her baby father, Dennis. Then was Dennis with the hot dogs. He's got hot dogs um business. Big up them. <laughs> Somehow his mum thought <laughs> his mum thought yeah. Portia was trying to get the hot dog money. <laughs> no, bad, you know. <laughs> Do you know what? They need to stop allowing people's mums. On these damn shows, because it's just too much. She thought Portia was gold digging the hot dog money. <laughs> but she could have been. It was a successful business. <laughs> Some damn hot dogs. Please, Auntie, BFFR. Anyway, I'm so sorry. This is just so funny to me. Oh, gosh, I'm crying. So basically, there was a season, right, where there was this girl, her name was Fallon. She came there with her husband, Simon Gabardia. Yeah. I know you're thinking Gabardia. I just said Portia Gabardia. Well, we'll get to it. <laughs> and essentially, Fallon was introduced to the show as Portia's friend. So that's what um, real, um, reality TV shows do. So say I was on a show and say they wanted to get Jin and Jis on a show, yeah? Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I know Jin and Jis, to be fair. I've met her. But let's say, who haven't, who haven't I met from the chat? Um... Let's say someone random, right? Someone mm-hmm. random, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Say, for example, your cousin. Mm-hmm. But I don't know your cousin. I've never met her, never had an interaction with her. But the way, the entry to get her in would be, she's Esther's friend and yeah. Esther's one bringing her in. Mm-hmm. But obviously, at the time, mm-hmm. we found out that they weren't really friends like that after the fact. Mm-hmm. But at the time, when they introduced us, it was a case of, this is her friend. So everyone thought, okay, this is her friend. She's bringing into the group. And then they'll see like what your dynamic is like in the group, whether you stick or whatnot. And da, 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 da. Cool. So... We got into we got met we met Fallon through Portia. And at the time Fallon was married to Simon. They had a beautiful, beautiful big house. You could tell that he was rich and whatnot, this Nigerian man. Da 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 da. Cool, cool, cool. And obviously we see as well when Portia first met the husband. It's funny because they did they did a little handshake like this. Come on in, that kind of that kind of vibe. Whatever. So, anyways, the season ends out. That season ends. Cool. Next thing we hear that Fallon and Simon are getting a divorce. It was like, oh, that's very sad. People do say um, reality TV shows does ruin marriages, but cool. That was sad. Next thing we know, we wake up and Portia has a ring on her finger. Thanking God and whatnot. Who gave her the ring? Simon. Simon Gabardio, this man whose divorce is not finalised. And who's, <laughs> who, 
was the husband of the friend you brought on the show. So obviously she got a little scrutiny. Da, da, da. People were like, oh my gosh, you basically stole her man. Da, 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 da. Turns out anyway that apparently they had broken up and I don't believe it. I don't. I, don't, I still don't believe the timeline. It wasn't really making sense and whatnot. I just don't believe it. It just, I just don't believe it. But one thing about Portia, Portia loves a marriage. Portia loves a man. And when Portia, lo- Portia loves heavy. So when she's with somebody, yeah, they're together. Like, that, like they're together now. One week, took a stage. Mm. And she's already envisioning the marriage. Like, she loves heavy and hard and whatnot. So they basically got married. But obviously, because she didn't want to address it on the show, she quit the show. So when, so fans never really got to see her, like, watch it play mm. out. What, what, blah, blah. So she basically quit the show. Which at the time I did say was, I felt like it was a coward move. Mm. But then I, I felt like it's because she knew that the storyline was going to be about her. But then I was like, yeah, but that's what reality TV show is because essentially it's kind of like one big storyline. Other things happen around there. But it's like, you were happy when it was someone else's storyline. Mm-hmm. Now it's you. Da, 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 da. And obviously she'd had a other mix up with the whole Candy stuff. Candy's also quit. Candy's quit um, Real Housewives now after oh, 14 serious? years. Yeah, she quit the other day. Wow. Well, she said she's not doing she's not doing anymore. She's got some other stuff she wants to do and blah, blah. And her daughter was saying about how she wants an e- ego. Egot. I can never have to pronounce that. Mm. But essentially she wants an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. So she can't, it's difficult. She was basically saying like, it takes, filming takes a lot of time mm. and consumes a lot of your time. So she can't put herself in other things. And one thing about Candy, Candy stays getting a check. That woman's done Broadway shows. She's got lines of sex toys. She's got this. She's got podcasts. She's got... Candy is a work beat. Mm-hmm. Like she, that woman works. And a lot of people's songs that people love, she's the one behind them. Yep. She's writing them up. So but Candy's quit anyway. So obviously Portia's come back. And Portia and Candy, I think they're cool now, but there was a whole storyline with Portia, Candy, and Phaedra because Phaedra alleged that Candy and her husband, Todd, wanted to drug and, have, and, have, and invite Portia to the dungeon. But obviously, it gives like, you know, it's just weird. So, anyways, that's why Portia left. So it's nice that she's coming back. I don't know if she's gonna address the marriage and whatnot. Where she's gonna but one thing I do rate about her and what changed my mind about how I saw, I still don't believe the timeline, but it was how she beautifully embraced the Nigerian culture. Oh my gosh, that woman, she's a Formula through and through child. <laughs> that ain't Portia. She's an like she embraces culture so beautifully in terms of, like the weddings, and obviously I know that. Portia loves a pump and show and whatnot, but mm-hmm. it was just in the way of like the food, the culture, the da 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 da. Obviously, like, it was just, it was really nice to see and beautiful to see. So, but big up Portia anyway. I love Portia. She's really, really good. Right? She's really good TV. Like, she's really, really good TV. And I think her character development on the show has been amazing because when she came, she was married to this other man called El, Wasteman. And he used to give, he had to give her permission to go to do everything. Like, she couldn't, like, one time they wanted, the girls wanted to go to the strip club. She started crying. She's <laughs> So funny because I do think it was kind of like maybe a little bit abusive, but she started crying to my Cordell. She's not allowed. <laughs> Nini, Nini was like, <laughs> like damn, what? <laughs> Nini's a legend. If they bring Nini back, I definitely would tune in. But Nini accused him of racism. Anyway, right? <laughs> she was crying because she said Cordell does not allow her. To do that, she's not allowed to go to strip club, and she was crying. I didn't need to turn the bus around. <laughs> <laughs> I take her back home. That's not, isn't that a wholesome man though? No, no. He ended up being a weirdo. I he mean, was controlling. 
in the other areas. No, no, no. There's no other areas. He was controlling. She had to ask for money to buy this, ask for money to this, ask for money for this, ask for money to this. Where she broke free from is where she became an entrepreneur and she beca- she's literally got booming businesses mm-hmm. and she's flourished to like be her own person. But that man was controlling and low-key abusive, allegedly. Mm. And he looked weird as well. He wasn't cute. He like a foot. I don't know. So she was married to why they were together. So she was married to the Cordell guy first. Yeah. Then she got engaged to the other guy. Yeah, so she got guy. engaged to the hot dog guy, Dennis. And then she Now she married, married. Simon. Okay. Cool. And Simon and Dennis are cool because they're friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. I, I love, love it, man. Yeah. So one thing about Porsche, Porsche stays in the relationship, and I love that for her. But yeah, so she did say um, in a statement saying, I'm incredibly grateful. No, I'm incredibly thankful for the vision and faith NBC Universal. Yes, she's also signed a talent deal with NBC Universal Entertainment. She says she's grateful for the faith they put in her um, to be a part of their larger family. And she's looking forward to being back on the Real Housewives of Atlanta and showing the world her new world. Her life looks lit, man. They look like they're very... And she's, she's got uncle. Because when we first met him, we like an uncle. We like an African uncle that moves to you in LA Lounge <laughs> that can piss you off for the rest of the night. <laughs> Big up LA Lounge. Big, Big up, up LA Lounge. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that can mute you. That will just ruin the rest of your neck. Cause I move, man. <laughs> but oh, Simon is looking like a zaddy now. He looks good now. He's lost weight. Like his teeth. Like you can tell that she's mm. she's taking yeah, care of that yeah. man. Like, oh, that's good. Cause man. cause she looks. Cause she cares about like she takes care of her appearance as well. She's passed her on to him. His skin is good. He looks well fed and like very like he he's got abs. <laughs> Simon, he's lost weight. Oh, when he, when I met Simon, him, I met him huh? with a, a Gouda belly. Yeah, he had something there. <laughs> Hella pounder in the, in the belly. Mm. Now he looks nice and trim and like just, he's got more swag. Like he's more confident. I said, look at that. Look oh, at what a good up. woman would do to you. Okay, he who finds a wife, honey. You <laughs> <laughs> find a good thing, child. But um, yeah, big up the good ideas, man. I am looking forward to Porsche coming down. I'm coming back on the show. I, do, I know I said I will probably watch it. I know myself. I probably won't. But I'll see what I can catch. Um, also, Whitney, who was in Love Island, has signed a deal with Gymshark, which is absolutely amazing. So she posted on Instagram saying that Secrets is out. I'm so proud to announce that after months of development, the Gymshark Diffuse headband is available this Thursday. She's got a headband line with Gymshark, which is good. Protecting the girls' hairies. The, the <laughs> girls, the girlies' hair. Mm. <laughs> she says, say goodbye to having to choose between maintaining the, maintaining hair quality and working out. This next-gen product caters to black and textured hair, unlike ever before, working just as hard as you do. As you all know, I am extremely passionate about solving unresolved hair problems in my community. This launch is only the beginning of a new generation of innovative products. Thank you to the amazing team at Gymshark for making this dream a reality. I love that, though. That's a big, big thing. Maybe I can get a now. So to cut you. Um, Because she had, like, a hair or something. She's still got a hairline. Yeah, she's still got a hairline. So at this time she started her hair. So when she announced her hairline, she mm. actually made a thing to say that she this <laughs> please, Brent. This was okay, so wait, wait, pause yeah. it. Yeah, wait. Let me finish Britney because this is the own moment. This is one of Portia's <laughs> most iconic moments on that show. But basically, yeah. So she said she's on the hairline. She didn't sign any other deals, any other brand deals. I think it was mm. like a fast fashion brand deal the one I signed. Okay. So big up her for she launched her own hairline, which mm. was amazing. And then she's got the headband thing. And I saw as well a little sneak peek on some blogs and stuff saying that she's doing something with L'Oreal. Oh, and again, she's talking about hair and stuff like that. I'm here for it. But 
that hairband, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna be trying it out because, yeah. Mm. So yeah, yeah. I, I, the hair in the gym. So. I only said that because um, this this is why people, I guess, need to not get so excited and 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 want to just criticize. Because mm-hmm. I, I I noticed that when um I saw a post go out there saying how she's joined up with Gymshark, people were like, oh, but when when did she ever have some enthusiasm about going gym? She goes to gym all the time. She's at the gym all the time. And that girl's body is nice because she goes to she's since because I follow her on Instagram, she's always been at the gym and her boyfriend is well Logan. They go to the gym. She's always at the gym. See, people was hating since she for came out, reason, man. She's always been at the gym. Like that's one thing. Anyway, you you know how people are, man. Big up Whitney, man. But yeah, big up Whitney. Um, but Brent, please play that clip. So Stacy sent it in. <laughs> it's so big up Stacy. It's so flipping funny. And those are our ancestors. So that's why I feel, a, you know, I feel a sense of loss because we can't go back and find out exactly where we came from. And we were just marching for the right to vote 48 years ago. Mm-hmm. I marched when I was six years old with my grandfather, Jose Williams, and I remember them throwing rocks at me. That's why we should go to school to get our education. Absolutely. And, and tell the youth about things like this so they know and they can appreciate what we have now. Well, there has to be an opening for the railroad at some point. Because somebody's driving the train. It's not electric like what we have now. <laughs> it, would, it wasn't a train, maybe. Really? Like, you really thought, like, there was an actual train that took them through? No, I'm saying the... It wasn't, it wasn't a, train. a train at all. Just it, the they use it. That is just a euphemism, baby. It's just a oh, I'm thinking it was, like, widespread. No. It's almost hurtful to me to watch her be so dumb. That's a euphemism for people that are connecting together, connected, trying to work their way to freedom. Right. Ding dong! He's not talking about put 50 cents on the train or on the damn public bus. But it wasn't really a train. You had to sneak to the next spot. Okay. You had to hide and hide no, and I know, and I know that. the next spot. And this was a spot But I know that one particular person made it. They actually no. went down the train. made it. How did they get it? Her grandfather, Josea Williams, just rolled over in this grave. It's not a it's real not a train. train. No, I'm saying, like, how did they even get through there? <laughs> <laughs> She's not letting it's it go. Not a real train. It's not a real real Oh man. Oh, do you know how funny? I think she set up that trip for one. But it's so funny. It's funnier because of the whole speech she just gave about the younger people knowing that they're in the Exactly. Trip. Exactly. <laughs> she said, like, so like, where's the opening? Because it's not like a lecture like we've got today. <laughs> Crazy, but you see, this is why when I was telling you, know, her you dad people, wasn't right next to MLK. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? But this is why when I was telling oh, people, we need to keep shot. having these movies <laughs> because this is so, maybe the only way people find out. People are saying, Oh, we don't need the 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 trauma. Look, 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 look. Can you imagine? This is what he's doing. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, sorry, guys. I'm, I'm different on this day, but hey. On this day of lovers. I forgot my The topic of day is finished. Listen. <laughs> I'm just trying to remind the people. See the voice you used? I'm just trying to remind the people. And I leave it. You know there's other ways to go. Oh, my. You need to sign this up. Oh, my goodness. Wow. It's so interesting, man. But, yeah, that's one of her most, one of her most iconic moments. Um, she didn't just is so cheeky. What'd she say? That reminds me of Emmanuel's blunder. Oh, tell us. 
What do you mean? No. I don't remember. She said someone's blunder. That's what she meant. She definitely meant you. Can you imagine? She what definitely meant you. I think she's talking about Sankara. That's, the, that's Sankara exactly game. what she's talking about. <laughs> so maybe you... That was last year, man. So maybe you need a movie. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you need a movie. Trigger you a little bit. Maybe. <laughs> to know... To not trust your hero. No, your hero <laughs> was not an adulterer. That's what you need to know. I knew it. You did not. Anyway, yes. other good news. Excuse me. This is my segment. <laughs> Let it stick. In other segments, um, in other segments, in other news, the singer Neo. Do you guys know Neo? Yeah, the, the woman. Neo. The, black, yeah. the black woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's got a baby boy. She oh, gave up to a baby up, boy. Yeah, big up her. She got a good song called Orbit. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Why did you I say be, like I that? I think it's called Orbit. Yeah, I love that song, man. It's a good song. Yeah, this is what he said. It was so funny. <laughs> but um, yeah, big up her that she's got... She's, giving birth to a baby boy and she posted and she said, welcome to planet Earth, baby boy. Mm. She's an amazing singer, man. She's... Yeah, congrats. I got to sing, honey. She can sing. But yeah, big up, Nao. And also in very good news as well, Jess Hilarious announced her pregnancy on The Breakfast Club. Fantastic. Because it was a birthday yesterday and her boyfriend called in and he was like, happy birthday. Da, 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 da. I love you so much. Da, da, da. And he was like, oh, I'll come and see you tonight and, you know, and celebrate our little bundle of joy as well. Da, da, da. Obviously, then you've got oh, social media... We should never... I keep telling people, I think we need to get to a place in slice where comments are just off. Shut up. <laughs> She's announced her pregnancy. Obviously, Envy has tried to act like, Jess, you're pregnant? And then Charlemagne, Bichard, Charlemagne, like, what's up being dumb? I really know we knew you kind of thing. And obviously, they're celebrating her and da 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 and saying, big up Chris. And then Charlemagne is such an uncle talking about Chris. Where are you going to have a Valentine's Day? I've got an idea. And he was like, what? He's like, an engagement ring. It's true, man. Make a wife out of her. If I'm good enough for you to impregnate, you, I'm good enough for you to marry. Don't be silly. But anyways, right? Um, people don't comment talking about, oh, I don't like the fact that he announced it for her. Be fucking for real. Do you really think that she did not know her man was good? Like, that was not mm. a planned thing. Anyways, Jess Hilarious is pregnant. And of course, the comments, people are so funny. People like, oh, people like, um, Get it, sis. She she made sure she secured a good job and signed the contract. And now she's going to maternity leave. I said, love that. Absolutely love it. But anyways, big up just hilarious. I thought she's such a good, great fit for the show. Honestly, like, she's really brought so much life into it. Because you know there was the rumours going on that they were going to end anyway? And Charlamagne wasn't signing his contract and all that kind of stuff. You guys ever hear that? Yes. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be the case. Because she's put a pep in her step. Mm. Even in terms, you know, remember the light I was telling you about the other day? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The light's back. Mm. So, um, yeah, big up Jessie Larius, man. She's a great addition on the show. And yeah, look at the people that are pregnant. All of you that are going to get pregnant today. <laughs> Let's get to people's journal. All right, people, welcome to the People's Journal, where I give you the news from an economics point of view. All right, so. Um, first thing I want to talk about is something that somebody um, sent in. And this is about Jeremy Hunt, who is our current chancellor, and how he's been urged to allow first-time buyers to take money from their pension contributions to fund a deposit on a home. Do you know how mad that is? This is very crazy. This person that they want us to be working to what age 25? Yeah, now nah, they want to, yeah, exactly. But yeah, man, apparently the proposals form part of a new report that's been sent to the chancellor ahead of his um, 6th of March budget that obviously we will talk about. And this is by the cross-party um, HFI, so the Housing and Finance Institute. And they're pretty much saying that um, if, if, they, if he takes on what they're saying, mm. 
it will bring home um, ownership um, within reach of tens of thousands of young people who are currently priced out of the housing market. And this is something obviously that everyone pretty much sees as one of their um, life goals. You know what I'm saying? I want to own my own place. I want to do this. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, we, we already know the current state of things, especially in London anyway. Many people just can't afford to get on the, uh, onto the um, property ladder. Yeah. So if this is something that he opens up, this might be something that people will be, um, yeah, very excited about, man. But obviously, we have to look into this a bit further to actually look at the implications of this. Um, and once I get more information on this, um, I will definitely um, let you guys know. But apparently, the, the report also calls on the Chancellor to introduce some new government-backed housing deposit guarantees as well. And the housing deposit loans, which would be repayable through the tax system in the same way as student loans are paid as well. Mm. This is this is what's again more debt. Well done. Again, we don't know exactly all the details just yet, but you know what I'm saying? They, they, they at least think it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? And maybe it may make sense, at least in the now. But um, obviously, long-term, good economics always teaches us that any policy has an effect now and tomorrow. So you have to consider both things. But HFI um, estimates that the pension transfer and the new government loan schemes um, that they recommend in the report anyway could result in 30,000 more people being able to get on the housing ladder every single year. So again... This is something um, that people will love to um, to take advantage of. And that ties in perfectly perfectly into this next thing that I want to talk about. And apparently the right to buy scheme must be reformed. This is what a lot of people are saying. Well, councils anyway um, are, are warning the government saying, yo, this right to buy scheme that you think is great, that's been there since I don't know how long, since the 80s or so, uh, must be reformed to ensure that those who are most in need have access to secure accommodation. Because obviously, again, we spoke about this and I definitely do want us to have um, a discussion about this um, on the show at, at some point soon. But um, the LGA, the Local Government Association, they said that the scheme that enables um, you know social tenants to purchase their homes with a huge discount, right, um, meant that 7,449 social homes were lost on a net basis during the last financial year. And we already know, hence the, the word net, but we already know the government's not building enough. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So... People are going to be taking um, advantage of the scheme, which obviously a lot of people are happy about. But then you've got the other side of it where, wait a minute, what about those who need somewhere to stay? Mm -hmm. If they're not building, yes, they should build, but the reality is they're not building. They're building. What do we do about this situation? So, yeah, man, according to the figures, it showed that 10,896 social homes sold through Right to Buy in 2022 and 2023, um, but only 3,447 of those have been replaced. Hence me saying um, almost seven hundred four, almost seven thousand four hundred fifty social homes were lost on a net basis. Um, so yeah, man, LGA said it was the main concern. Um, said that the main concern was uh, that rising discounts, alongside other measures which restrict the council's use of right to buy receipts, meant that home ownership was increasingly being prioritised over access to secure, safe social housing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's the, the situation. Um, next thing I want to talk about is um, UK inflation, man. So UK inflation unexpectedly held steady last month, man. Okay. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this is um, yeah undershooting economists' expectations and raising the chances that the Bank of England will ease pressure on households and businesses by doing what we hope they would do, which is cut the base rate. Um, yeah. Last last month. Um, we spoke about that being the fourth time that they kept at 5.25%. Um, but it looks like increasingly, you know what I mean? Like the likelihood of them reducing it to at least 5% is 
should be um, something that's a possibility for next month. So obviously, once that occurs, or at least once they have the sit down, I'll obviously bring it to the people. But the um, Office for National Statistics said that the rate of annual price growth in the UK economy was unchanged, which, long story, the rate of inflation <laughs> is at um, 4% for January, and so it remained unchanged. Um, so yeah, this is below um, city analyst expectations of a rise of 4.2%. And um, the Bank of England, they expected it to be 4.1%. So again, it's a good thing. Uh, last thing I wanted to mention is, and this isn't, pure economics but like i always say economics is life life is economics man apparently guys hospital in london have issued an apology man to more than a hundred women after their eggs and embryos were likely damaged excuse me yes during the freezing process That's at nhs right. operate clinic very sorry to relay that information man so very, wait are they gonna compensate them because sorry is not gonna cut it not gonna do nothing they just ain't gonna say sorry. If 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 um they benefited from I guess a free service, I don't know if they're gonna compensate them. No, nah, because you still had to take care of my eggs and damage yeah, them. No, 100%, 100%. What if I don't have any more? Hundred percent. That's mad. But yeah, man. They've they've contacted one hundred and thirty six women after discovering that it may have inadvertently used some bottles of a faulty freezing solution in September and in October of two thousand twenty two. They've realized it's now. Yes. However. Clink said it did not know that the liquid was defective at the time. Obviously, you didn't know at the time. Otherwise, you'd be killers. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah. Sad to, to relay this information to people out there. But, um, yeah, that's, that's basically what the situation is. Um, and that's pretty much it for the people's journey today, man. Thank you. Let's get into Wellness Wednesday. All right, people. Thought you know what? Wellness Wednesday should definitely be tied into love. Say it. Love. Valentine's. <laughs> oh dear. So yeah. First quote: You owe yourself the love that you so freely give to other people. Mm-mm, I love this. That was from me. That's beautiful. All right. That's a word. You are your best thing. First of all, sorry. That was from me. I didn't say this for you. <laughs> Guys, it says unknown in the dock. <laughs> Claim it. You're so silly. <laughs> oh, goodness me. It could have been for me. <laughs> we'll never know. You are your best thing. And that's from Tony Morrison. From her book, Beloved. Okay. Um, don't wait for someone else to validate your existence. Love yourself and be proud of everything you do, even your mistakes, because even mistakes means you're trying. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, don't repeat those mistakes. Silly mistakes every, day, every time. <laughs> Please. It's Valentine's Day. Leave that, leave that to pre-Valentine's Day. <laughs> Next thing, caring for yourself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation. Mm. And that is an act of political warfare. You have to look after yourself, man, in this world. And remember, guys, as well, you can't pour from an empty cup. Take care of yourself first. You can't pour from an empty cup. Take care of yourself first. So, yeah, man. That's it. All wellness Wednesday. It's beautiful. Thank you.
Let's get into our last headlines for today. All right, guys. So this last headline, um, boy. An artist has defended plans to destroy masterpieces by the likes of Pablo Picasso, Rembrandt, and even Andy Warhol, man, with acid. This man is, is serious. And he's saying because he's doing this basically if um, Julian Assange dies in prison. And this artist goes by the name of Andre Molotkin. And he says that he has gathered 16 works of art, which he estimates are collectively worth more than $45 million. And they are in a 29-ton safe with an extremely corrosive substance. Inside the vault are boxes containing the art and a pneumatic pump. Wow, connecting two white barrels. This guy is serious. One with acid powder and other with an accelerator that could cause a chemical reaction strong enough to turn the safe's contents to debris. The project called Dead Man Switch is being backed by Assange's wife, Stella, whose husband is waiting his final appeal against being extradited to the US where he faces charges under the Espionage Act. Assange is wanted in America over an alleged conspiracy to obtain and disclose national defense information following the publication of thousands of leaked documents relating to the Afghanistan and Iraq wars. He denies any wrongdoing. Have you guys seen the film? There's a f I can't remember what it's called. Brent, have you seen it? What's it's that? a film on Julian Assange. No, no. Um, what, what's, you know the guy? Um, is it Cunningham? He's an actor. He's a good actor. Mm. I believe he's gay. But he's a good actor. Like, um, it's something, it's like, bet. no. You know the guy who's, um, that can go back in time? One of the um, Avengers Assemble guys. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? No. Do <laughs> Doctor something, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yes, you know the guy who acts? Cumberbatch. Thank Cumberbatch. you, Sorry. not Cumberbatch, yes, that's it. Cumberbatch, that guy. Yeah, I never was uh, gonna guess that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, him. Um, he basically um, stars in that film, but anyway. Um, he's been held in London's Belmarsh Prison for almost five years and will have his final appeal heard at the High Court in London on February the 21st. So next week, this time next week, Assange's supporters say that he faces 175 years in prison, guys, if he is extradited. His lawyer claims his life is at risk if the appeal fails. So yeah, man, people are really um, taking this serious. And the next thing is, remember the other day I was talking about how a South African minister said that she was being um, threatened by Israel over her stance um, basically against Israel, right? Because mm -hmm. you know South Africa has taken Israel to, to court. Long story short, Israel have come out, man. They said they've, um, they're denying all the claims that, you know, that they threatened the safety of this South African sister. You know what I mean? South African minister. And in return have um, accused her of a bloody libel. And, sorry, of a blood libel. And serving as a legal arm of Hamas. This is what it's calling her, basically. Relations between the two countries hit a new low last month when South Africa filed a case against Israel at the International Court of Justice, accusing Israel of committing genocide in Gaza, right? A charge that obviously they've rejected. But since then, now Lady Pando, this is the lady, um, the South African minister, said that she's spoken to South African police minister, Becky Kisele, about beefing up her security after she received some threatening messages. Um, the Israeli agents, the, in, the intelligence services, this is how they behave and they seek to intimidate you. So we must not be intimidated. There is a cause that is underway. This is what she was saying when she was speaking to uh, local media. But Israel, um, you know, they came out on Friday, I believe, with a strong rebuke and they were speaking to um, the BBC. And this is what they said. They said, these are baseless and false accusations. Yet another blood libel by the South African foreign minister who serves as a legal arm of the Hamas terrorist organization. 
He also said, South Africa is trying to undermine Israel's right to defend itself and its citizens and to promote the interests of Hamas and Iran in the Middle East and Africa. And the last thing they also said was that the South African government's support for terrorism and its actions against Israel on the bilateral and international levels are an indelible stain. So some strong words, man. But yeah, that's their opinion. The world can see what's going on. Mm. And um, that's it for the headlines. Time to pay the bills. Nice. Let's get into the reaction. All right, guys. Welcome to the reaction. And um, yesterday we we talk, we spoke about how the Champions League was back. And lo and behold, there were some two great games yesterday. FC Copenhagen lost to Manchester City. 3-1, and um, RB Leipzig lost 1-0 to Real Madrid. But you know what? The person who um, really takes, I guess, what's, what's the word? That should be celebrated and we should spend most time on in the reaction is a woman that goes by the name of Rachel Kund- Kundanunji. Damn, but, you are dressed differently today. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Ben, can you give us some horns, please? Please, please. Oh, Zambia's Rachel Kundanji. She has become the most expensive woman's footballer in history. After joining Bay FC from, Real, from Madrid CFF for £685,000. Of course, it's nothing compared to, you know, thingy, but who cares? We're not, it's not about comparing. She, right, the, the person before her, was an England a midfielder by the name of um, Kara Walsh. Mm-hmm. And um, she previously was the most expensive women's player and following her um, switch from Manchester City to Barcelona in 2022. That's £400,000. She has killed that all the way up to 685000 This is a black Zambian woman. Big you know what I'm saying? Man. So big up her every time. She's a forward. She scored 33 goals in 43 Liga F games for Madrid. Um, she agreed a four-year um, deal with the American club with the option for of a further year. AFC will make their National Women's Soccer League debut um, this year. And she's 23 years old, man. So like I said, she's become the first African player. By the way, yeah, she's become the first African player, male or female, to break a world transfer record. Sick. Yeah, man. So I big her up her, every single time, man. Um, the next thing I wanted to mention is um, I think pe- people are now talking about... Um, the rewards that um, the Nigerian and the Ivory Coast players are going to be getting, man. Now that they've returned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that monetary rewards? Yep, indeed. Cash, houses, honours. Ah. (laughs) For Afcon? Yeah. So next year they're going to give people that win again rewards? Yeah. No, but this this is not even for for winning the thing. This is the president's rewarding the, the, the... the guys from the from from his right, country. So this is yeah. rewarding exactly, people. yeah, rewarding millionaires. <laughs> they still performed well, well and they represent the country well. You mm. know what I'm saying? But yeah, apparently every player in Ivory Coast winning squad will be getting um, eighty two thousand dollars, and they're going to be getting a villa worth a similar amount. The Ivorians. Yeah. Okay, let me hear what Nigeria's getting. Okay, okay. He can be, he can be <laughs> flogged on Valentine's Day, child. Well, Nigeria also they got a hero's welcome. Um, each member of the Nigerian squad has received one of the country's highest honours so they're going to be all called um, well members of the order of the Niger right it's a big oh, honour that's what they're going to be called yes oh I thought going to say something like honourable you know love honourable <laughs> <They laughs> <do, laughs> <you know? laughs> <laughs> <laughs> it's honourable people in the world anyway 
the president the president is also giving them each an apartment and a piece of land near to the capital. A piece of land? Yeah. How many people are in that team? Is there only people that came on the pitch or everybody that's in the think, front team? I think the entire team. I think the entire team. There's yeah. 20-something people, isn't there? Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Because like, there's 13 people more. on the team. Mm. I'm sure they have a few reserves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got like 11 on the field. On the, on the field. You got the subs. You probably got... The coach. You got the... Assistant yeah, coach. All of that. Yeah, yeah. The water mm-hmm. boy. I don't know if he's going to go. Okay. If I was water boy <laughs> on my land. Okay. Yeah, man. Each member of the team. They didn't even win, though. Ivorians that won well. are not doing... Yeah, but the Ivorians that won, mm. they just get money and mm. an apartment. These ones have got a honourable label, a title. Yep. And they're getting land, too. Yeah. Are they getting money as well? Um, it doesn't mention money. Good. It doesn't mention money. It shouldn't mention money. South Africa, who came third... They're going to be getting $52,000 per player. This is according to their local media as well. So it's not clear, to answer your question, um, what cash payment in Nigeria's players are going to be receiving. Um, but, yeah, they may likely get money too. They will, because mm-hmm. it's a Nigerian thing. That's interesting, though. Like, they get money like that. Mm. As in, I never, I never would have thought that these people get... Do they do that for the World Cup as well, then? I'm not too sure. If you win, to be fair. I think certain, I think certain countries do, yeah. Well, actually, you can't, you can't come out and, like... Mm. You can't... Is there a third and fourth oh, in the World Cup? Some. This is the first and second, isn't it? Yeah, and third, yeah. Oh, the third, yeah. That's quite cool, actually. That's actually quite nice, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, you know, it's just appreciate them and stuff. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, apparently, <laughs> all the perks listed that I just mentioned above are in addition to the week. usual prize money that's doled out by the AFCON, um, which they say have, have boosted by 40% since the last tournament. So, yeah. So, like I was saying, this is just, con- this is just the players getting something from their home countries. But, the actual tournament itself gives them money as well. So this means that the winners, Ivory Coast, they get $7 million. Nigeria, for being runners-up, they get $4 million. Semi-finalists, South Africa and the DR Congo actually each get $2.5 million. Um, whilst the, the four teams who made the quarterfinals also take home $1.3 million each. So it's, it's still something, man. So who is this from, AFCON? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, that is pretty much it okay. for the reaction, awesome. guys. Thank you. Well, that was nice and sweet. Let's get into our outro. I've been singing the song. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for spending your morning with us. You know, we don't thank you enough for spending your mornings with us. Thank you for tuning in and stuff. But when you really deep it, people are actually spending the first part of their day some may say the most crucial part of the day mm-hmm. with us. And that's beautiful. So thank you. We appreciate you every single time. Mm-hmm. But please don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our channel, follow us on our social media platforms, The Day After TNB. We are also now on Discord, so search that up, The Day After TNB. But the link is in descriptions, it's in places. You can find that that way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to send your dilemmas in and also the number to call when we're live on air, However, we are live on Discord, so you can just, that's easier. Um, but the number is 0756484107. And if you'd like to inquire about the show or feature on the show, the email address is thedayafter at thenewblack.com. Everyone have a great, great day. And as Wellness Wednesday said, um, spread love, mm-hmm. not war. That's it.
Isn't the same make love not war? That was such a that was a time. That was on every t-shirt. <laughs> make love not war. Silly message. But no, but for real though, spread love. Um, have yourself some chocolate and all that great stuff. And we'll see you guys here tomorrow. Peace. Bye.